Shabbos daf pay. How much ink does one have to take out from Rosh into Rosh in order to be over on Eitzah? Two letters worth. It doesn't matter if it's dry, if it's in a pen or in an inkwell. Two letters worth. The Gemara remains in a suffix. What happens if you take one letter's worth in a pen and one letter's worth in an inkwell or ink and a pen? A different combination. Teiku. Says Rava, we know that when it comes to Eitzah, a person has to lift something up from Rosh or Rosh and place it down in the second domain. Writing consists of putting down. So if you're walking Rosh Hashanah and while you're walking you write, it's as if you put it in its resting place in Rosh Hashanah. If you wrote one letter, and in one awareness you wrote the second letter, however, by the time you wrote the second letter, the first letter dried up, the two letters do not combine to create a shear, and you are a potter. If you put down a half a shear in Rosh Hashanah, a half a fig, and before you had a chance to put down the second half in order to be over, you lifted the first half. It's as if a dog came and consumed it and the two halves do not combine. If a person puts down a half a shear in Rosh and he takes the second half, and he doesn't place it down, but he walks above the first half. And he's within three tfachim. We have the concept of lavud. Lavud within three tfachim is as if it was touching the other piece, and they combine for one shir, and he's chayiv. If a person takes out an object, a half a shear, into Rosh Hashanah, and another half a shear into a second Rosh Hashanah. They are mitzvah as one. Rabbi Yossi says if there's a rishos between them, it separates the two Rosh Hashanah and his potter. What about a Carmelist? If a Carmelist divides the two, that's considered another rishos, and therefore he's potter. Rabbi says a Carmelist, since it's only the Rabbanon, is not mafsik. It's not considered another rishos. Rava says, even a beam between the two Rishos is enough to create a separation and they don't combine, because we see in Gitan that if a husband gives his wife his domain, just to be kind of the get, and the get lands on a beam, it's not considered the wife's, because a beam is a different Rishos. How much makeup, eyeliner, is one Chayiv by taking out? Well, it depends. In the cities where women dress more Tznias, and they only showed one eye, so they would use eyeliner for one eye. So the shear is one eye. In the villages, where they didn't have so much pizzas, so they didn't have to cover both eyes, so their, bo- both of their eyes were uncovered, and they would put eyeliner on both of their eyes. Therefore, the shear is for two eyes. The mission tells us wax, the shear is a very small amount to plug a small hole that wine, which is very thin, could come out of. Not oil or honey. Glue, enough glue to put on top of a post to catch a bird, which is a lot of glue. Sulfur and tar, what they would do is they would have a flask for mercury, and they would cover the flask with tar. Then they would punch a hole in the tar to let out the mercury, and then they would plug that hole with tar. So that plug is the amount of tar, which is a very small amount. Rabbi Yehuda is consistent throughout all the Mishnahis here, and he always takes the smaller measurement. We saw that by a piece of gemi, a reed. The measurement according to Rabbi Yehuda was to measure a child's foot and according to Chachamim to make a loop on a sifter. When it comes to our Mishnah, Charsis, is crushed brick, the Tanakhama says, to create the hole on a kur. And according to Rabbi Yehuda, it's to fix the foot, which is a smaller shear. This brings us to Tamad Bey's how much hair are you chayv if you take hair outside? Enough 
to mix in clay. How much are you high for clay? Enough to make the pikur of uh, the, the core that creates gold, which is a smaller measurement. Lime, enough to cover a girl's finger. The Gemara tells us that a girl that isn't 12 years old and she's embarrassed from her hair, if she's young, if she's poor, she would use lime. If she's wealthy, she would use fine flour. And if she's, she comes from kingdom, from the kings, she's a princess, she would use shemen hamar, like in Megillah Sester, shisha chadashem shemen hamar. What Shemin Amor, Rav Huna Bar says it's perfumed oil. Rav Yirmiya says it's olive oil that didn't come to a third yet. It didn't grow a third. What does this lime do? It removes the hair and causes a glow in the skin. And the Gemar tells us that Rabivi, he did so for his daughter. He took limb by limb, one at a time, covered it in lime, and he's able to get a great guy for his daughter who actually gave him 400 zuz. There was a guy that noticed this and he said, let me do this for my daughter. And he covered her in one shot with lime. And his daughter passed on. And he went around screaming, Bibi killed my daughter, Bibi killed my daughter. Says Rav Nachman, it's only Rav Bibi that had to do so because he drank a lot of beer. And beer causes the hair to become dark. We had in the Mishnah review that says, how much lime? Enough for kilkel. And Rav Nachman says, I'm deepy. What does this mean? According to Rab, Rabbi Yudh is talking about to smooth the side of the hair down. And according to Rabbi Nechemia, it means to shave right over here, this area. Rabbi Yitzchuk says we're talking about a barrel. We're not talking about a head of a human being. And the barrel has two spigots. And in order to plug the spigot to fill up the barrel, he would put some lime in there. Says the Gemara, but that's not going to hold. The wine will corrode the lime and the wine will come out. Says Rav Kahana, we're talking about a measuring cup. In order to make indignation, indications in the measuring cup for instance in the Mesamidosh we had a measuring cup called the Hin the Hin halfway was for the Par a third was for the Ayil a quarter was for the Keves or the Pshad is a forehead you put on the forehead says the Gemara story about a forehead in Galil they asked they asked the Galil somebody that came from Galil who came to Bavel they asked him to Darshan and Maisimer Kava like we're going to have Bezer Hashem now in Shavuos the Maisimer Kava and he said no I can't because one shot is, he said, Reb Nechemia, Darshan and Maizmerkava, and came a hornet and bit him. According to others, the shot is, he himself Darshan and a hornet came and bit him on the forehead. What's very interesting that Ben Yoyada says, in a time of a Magefa, you're supposed to wear a mask, not like we do today, over our mouth and nose, but rather on the forehead. And he brings his Gemara to explain that the forehead is where the Malchamava sees a person's deeds. So if you cover the forehead, he won't have any clue. It says in the Mishnah, how about red clay? Rabbi Kiva says enough to seal a cargo sack on a ship. Chacham says enough to seal a letter, which is much less. Fertilizer and very thin sand, according to Rabbi Kiva, enough to fertilize one cabbage or another sheet, enough, enough to fertilize a leek. If you have a, a reed, a piece of reed, what could you do with it? You write, you can make a pen, and it has to come up to the joints in the fingers. The Shailin Gemara Teku, is it the joint that connects to the hand, or is this joint over here? If the reed is too thick and you can't make a pen out of it, or it's broken enough to use it as fuel to cook the fastest cooking egg, which, which is a chicken egg, mixed with oil on the stove, the size of a gregaris. Not an egg, but the size of a gregaris. Thick sand, enough to have a trowelful. In other words, sand is good for lime. That goes according to Rabbi Huda that says after the Chorben Abayis, you cannot, use, you cannot use lime. Or according to Rava, it goes according to everybody. In other words, sand is really bad for lime. And the sand 
since you can't use lime by adding sand in our days, it makes the lime darker, and therefore you could use it. Have a wonderful day.